when I felt like a performer. But that was like such a journey just to get to that place. You know, really feeling like I owned my performance. I want to venture out. I want to have some fun. You know, I'm, I'm a grown up. So 
Um, just those little different things, I think, those nuances, I think, could pick up in my music, even though I have a soulful way of doing things. Um, that journey of having those different... And then I had an uncle who loved classical music as well, so... Um, I think that classical influence kind of makes my sound a little bit different from other people. Come on now, she's out here, y'all. She's out here doing the damn thing. She's been in the game for some time, making moves. You feel me? Take me back to your first perform major performance when you first performed, like younger. And you was like, yeah, I know I, I like this. I'm gonna do this because you know, wanting to perform is one thing, and then getting on stage and actually performing is another thing. Um, so you know, some of us are great performers, but we have stage fright. You know, it's just what it is, you know. So how was it for I, I remember my first big performance where I was like, this is going to be it for me. This is what I'm doing for the rest of my life. Um, t- tell me about that one time for you, that one moment where you was like, this is it for me. Well, it, 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 honestly, in order to talk about that, I have to kind of take you through a journey because I never wanted to be an artist. I didn't want to be a performer. Um, I knew that I had the ability to sing, but my goal um, for 10 years was to be a songwriter. I wanted to place records on major artists and write for other artists. I wasn't, my goal wasn't to uh, be an artist. I didn't decide until around 2014 that this was something I had to take ownership of as far as applying my own music to my own artistry. Um, So getting on stage, I had severe stage fright, but I didn't think it was anything that I had to worry about because it wasn't something I was pursuing. Um, So... Honestly, me incorporating hosting into my repertoire was my way to get over stage fright. So I have a very, like, you know, you know, my, my horoscope is cancer, and cancers were crabs, and, like, even the way we deal with life sometimes is kind of, like, similar to how crabs move. So I kind of went around different hurdles to get to the point. So the combination of performing and um, hosting, I think, built my confidence as far as being able to stand in front of people. As far as a major performance, when I did Soul Village in 2017, I remember that. <laughs> I think for me, that's when I felt like a performer. But that was like such a journey just to get to that place. You that know, point. feeling like I owned my performance and I was the artist, Phoenix, on stage, mm. not the same. With your yellow cop and your nice short black hair. Come on, shout out to my good. cousin. Kimbo Queen on Instagram, she makes that outfit for me. She makes, she's a dancehall artist, so it was a very like dancehall outfit because that's her style. So right, right, right. Yes, it was super dope. Put the camera up a little bit so I can see your beautiful face. Um, and so, when it comes to the hosting now, when did that start for you? Because I know I met, so just to give a little background, I met Felix, I don't know, maybe like six years ago, okay, it's mm-hmm. about six, seven years ago, and um, I was at an open mic, and uh, a friend of mine was like, oh, come on, say, you know, all this, you know, all those people doing all this shit. I'm like, oh, I got you. And I walk in, I'm doing my thing, and I'm running to Phoenix, and we have a conversation, we, we just, you know, started bobbing as creators. And next thing you know, um, you know, that was it. You know, we was like, yeah, let's work together one day. And a couple of years later, boom, we both, um, <laughs> we both um, hosting a show. We both, like, applied to host for a show. And I'm there, you know, standing there, you know, my first day, like, all right, what about, we about to get into? And Phoenix walks up. I'm like, what? God. Right. Some years ago, it was like, we're going to work together. And uh, we literally worked together. That was our first show talk TV. Um, no, not just Street sorry, Judge. um, Street Judge TV, sorry, we did a lot of things together. Street Judge <laughs> TV was our, uh, 
first debut together as uh, working together um, in any aspect of creativity, and I think it was uh, super dope coming together. And um, finally, I, you know, saying we're gonna do something, and boom, it happens. And, you know, happens. and, I, and the rest is history. Um, so you know what's crazy that, about that though? That show that we were doing was supposed to be rotating host. And after you and me got there, we met one other girl, shout out to Precise, and we was like, we like yes. And we remade the show our show. Remember, it was supposed to be rotating. It wasn't supposed that. to be like permanent slots. It was supposed to be like, kind of like one right. like doing it. After right. we got there, it, we, we permanently became the host of that show. We killed it the first day, like, we're kidding. We out here. And um, that was amazing, because I have always been hosting stuff, but that was my first time hosting like on camera in that sense. And on the street, um, it's like we were walking up to strangers. We had to walk up to strangers and get engagement. Right. We had to play music for them and ask them what they thought. And first of all, just trying to get them to New York. Not of Andy Right. So we don't even know who they are. They have so no they don't clue. even know who these people are. And we were trying to get you to stop in the street for five minutes to listen and give your critique. Okay. Mm-hmm. It was, it, was it was a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot. That was worse. Go get that person. Let's try to do this. Let's, it was it was a lot. Um, but it was it was so fun being in the street and being hands on with the community and the reactions we got from people and you know we, it stepped our game up. You saw us out here. If you watch from the floor, you see us now. Like we out here. Like and it we're gave us a lot. Of, it gave me a lot of personally a lot of hope as an independent artist because you would think so many people would be like saying dollfish. But we actually got a lot of positive energy. We never, I never had a negative, like, transaction right. with anybody. Everybody was open. They were actually giving real um, opinions and making real pointers about the artists and about the music, and they were listening and really engaging. It was right. like, wow, right. a lot of this is just really about marketing and promotion. Like, these artists just don't have the money because people are willing to listen. If we can get you to stop in the street, that means mm-hmm. we'll be willing to listen to it on the radio if somebody played right. it. Enjoyed that video count. I was able to incorporate our own music and videos into it too. 
artists out here in the street. So, by the way, did I ever tell way. you I bumped into Cayenne? Remember no. that Cayenne has showed us some love? Yeah. So, you know, the web series I'm on eight at the table, they called mm -hmm. me back to do a second season, which is comes out in another two weeks. Season two. They um booked Cayenne for the second season. So, when I went in for um for taping, she was there. And I was like, oh. I was the girl from Show Talk TV. And she was like, oh, that's what's up. Come on, I'm from the yeah. yeah, that's super dope. Yes, now, but it just all just hit me right now. I am from Love and Hip Hop. Yes, it was. Remember when we did? You wanted to put a video on. We put a video on. And yeah, she commented. Yeah, when I saw her. And you told, oh, look at that. I was like, that was, I was like, I was like, that was me and my homeboy. We put two on the countdown. She was like, oh, okay. And she was there to do a taping. Yo, I appreciate that. Shout out to Cheyenne. Shout out to you, girl. We out here. So, as you can see, y'all, she got a lot of things going on. So, let's talk about music. Let's talk about hosting. And then let's talk, you know, all other things. Let's start with the music first. The music is most important. You know, you have a special, intricate soul. You are a special, intricate soul. And, you know, you're welcome. And what you do with your music and the force that you are to be reckoned with out in these streets is serious. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've watched you grow into this fierce, phenomenal woman um, in, in, in the game. And so, the music itself, tell people what you have now and um, what they can what they can what they can expect and we'll move from there to all your other aspects and avenues and stuff. But I'll start with the music and we'll transition to the rest of the interview. I'll like like that one. But I want people to know all that you're doing now because we got Phoenix got interviews out there, y'all. Y'all can check her out. Y'all can see what she's doing. Yeah, I just dropped some new stuff too actually. Um uh, the music? Yeah, I actually dropped cool. so songs. I, put, I drop two new songs on two different platforms, and by next week, I'm going to add each additional song to the other platform. So both songs will be on each one. But um, as far as the music, I still feel like I'm, I came into the game, Outside the Box is probably my most popular song. And that song was an experiment into my career. Because I still, even when I decided to be an artist, was like, I don't know, like, you know, I'm not overtly like the sexy, sexy siren kind of artist. Um, I'm very complex, I'm multi-genre, I have a lot of different layers, sound-wise, you know what I'm saying? I can get really gritty and soulful, but then I have this really like light, you know, eerie tone sometimes as well. So there's a lot of different complexities to me as an artist, and I, I wanna not only, it's really not about making sense to other people, but I need my artistry to make sense to me. So a lot of my journey as far as making music has really been experimental and just seeing what people, what resonates with people, what they like versus what they don't like. And because I have such a split audience, um, it's almost confusing because there is gonna be somebody who likes everything. Um, so I say that to say, I just really, I've been really doing a lot of hip hop soul lately, but I honestly have a desire to do a rock soul project. Um, and what it is for me is like I'm at a point now where I used to have this FOMO with content and like wanting to put out music and wanting to put out videos and whatnot. And now I'm at a place where like everything has to make sense. Everything has to be a certain quality. And if I'm not getting that quality from whoever I'm working with, I have to wait. So like I I put out two different mixtapes. Um, I was pretty much happy with both of them. I wanted to put out the third one, <clears throat> but I did not like the direction it was going as far as like how things were being EQ'd and mixed down to certain things. And it was taking more work than I had anticipated. So I have taken 
some of the best songs that were cut from that project and I'm going to be releasing them as like singles and stuff like that. So I have SoundCloud, but there's also another platform um, called AudioMac. And the reason I like AudioMac is because that audience is a bit younger. <clears throat> so I get to test out organically what works with my younger demographic. And ironically, even though a lot of my sound is like boom bap and it would say, you know, more like, um, reminds me more of like old school hip hop, there's an audience under 25 that loves my music. And these are the same kids that are listening to the track and listening to the futures and all of that. And they really like my sound. And so a lot of, uh, I came up with this thing called the Phoenix where I started doing songs over, but like rewriting them for myself. And a lot of them, the kids, you know, they really love it. And they've been taking it in and very receptive of it. Um, and so I've been trying to do this balance of like, you know, doing that big boom bap sound. But I recently just put out a song called No Fool. And No Fool is really like a breakup song. But it's really like a gritty, like, kind of hardcore beat. But it's really talking about a girl just being tired of a guy and shit. Um, and so, I, you know, I'm just testing things out and, and seeing where it goes. I had an EP that I never released. I do plan on revisiting it before the year is out. So if I have enough time to, to re-release that project that never came out, that would be the more realistic thing to do. And I do have my docu web series that I put out, and it's supposed to be cohesive with that. And the fourth part of that, because I have three parts out, the fourth part should be coming out sometime this year, probably by spring. So that would be a nice topping cherry to the cake would be if that project could come out. So that would be dope. Yes, that definitely would be dope. It's called Bamboo Watermelons if you go to my YouTube. Bamboo? The yeah. Bamboo the Watermelons. Yes. We're going to say, yes, ladies and gentlemen, please check that out. Go to YouTube right now, right now, right now. Thank we'll you. The Bamboo the Watermelons. Go check it out right now. And so before we move along to our little homework, all the tea questions. Um, is there anything that you've worked in that you've done recently? Like, I know you were talking about um, your reality show that you were part of, uh, this yeah, show. Um, so talk to us about things that you have recently filmed or worked on that, that should be coming out soon so we know what to expect. Yeah, so um, this show is actually already out. I actually just sort of put up a post that they're going to be putting out some unreleased footage as well. So I guess like little extras. Um, but I was on a lesbian dating web series called For the Love of Booth. Um, that is on the New York Girls TV channel. Please go check it out. I made the top five, baby. <laughs> um, and My friend. the other web series I'm on that I'm, I'm making another appearance on is called Eight at the Table. I was on season one. Season one is already out. Um, season two is about to drop. I believe they said January 16, 2020. I don't know what table I'm on because they have different tables. So my table may not come out first, but I'm at the table with Jack Thriller and Mr. Commodore, the comedian on Instagram, so that'll be a very interesting episode, it's going to be fun um, but those are the two web series I'm on right now yeah, so we got, we got yeah, for the level group and get at the table so go check it out Boom, just like that, y'all. So we got the music, we we got the shows and stuff, two shows coming up. So is there, um, when it comes to hosting, I know you do events and hosting on events and stuff like that. Any events or anything coming up people should know, should know about? I have been trying to take it easy because I've been going really hard in the paint for the last two years. Um, at this point now, I'm more so like wanting to do more meaningful stuff. So sometimes you can get busy and you get both and you're doing all the stuff, but it's not, it's not really 
monumental thing. So I'm really, I'm on the verge of like, I'm stepping back, but my step back is to really level up. I do have a song called Halfway, an R&B record that I shot a video for. I'm going back in to re-edit it. I'm doing another director's cut with the director. So I actually postponed from putting that out. So that would be a really dope thing to look forward to. So I have like I have a lot of content. I have the fourth version of my rocky of my documentary I need to start to uh cultivate and put together for release. Then I have this R and B video. I got like stuff of my own that I gotta situate that Phoenix is to put out. I have a whole YouTube channel I wanna start promoting more of um, and just putting out these singles. I do want to host, but I definitely want it to be something dope. The last thing I did was a music festival. It was a 10, I think, 10-hour music festival. That was super dope. And then about two or three weeks ago, I did my first fashion show. So, like, I'm really trying to more, like, pan out. I love music, but that's not the only thing as far as hosting that I want to get into. I want to be able to really branch out. So if, if anybody's watching this and they're putting together an event, I also musically curate events as well. I know thousands of artists, whatever sound, style you're going for. I know that artist, so I can I can have them pull up to your events as well. And we can get it going. I'm, I'm really yeah. looking for more business ventures. I want to curate events with people. Um, I want to do some food events, too. I've got a couple of food ideas or some stuff I want to do. I've also been doing a lot of research on, like, infusions. So maybe even some, like, CBD 420-friendly infusion dinners and stuff. Like, I want to I wanna venture out. I want to have some fun. You know, I'm, I'm a grown-up, and I want to I wanna have some fun. Come on, friend. I got to officially hook up some stuff I'm working on out here. You know, connecting with some people out here. I'm just trying to make moves and, you know, the marijuana... 420 industry is going huge. So, you know, I put my feet in there. So, yeah. um, you know, we don't talk about that. Definitely for sure. Um, you know, we always out here trying to make moves. You know, we've been always helping each other make moves from day one. So, let's continue to make those moves. So, and I got a couple questions for you. These are all the tea, all the tea questions. So, first question on our list today is this. If you had all the money slash power necessary, or what would you do or change that you feel would be most beneficial to the LGBT plus community? Um, so, I do not want to give away the name because I have not, um, went through with all the legalities, so I don't want to give my name, the name of it away, but I will say it is my grandmother's name, her name is Moet, and it is an acronym of her name. I plan, um, you know, we all have five-year goals, 10-year goals, 20-year goals, so I have about a 20 to 25-year goal to own my own not-for-profit organization. And I wanted the not-for-profit organization to specifically be for um, runaways and at-risk youth um, and specifically focusing on the LGBT community. I wouldn't turn anyone away, but it would definitely be specifically for the LGBTQ community as a safe haven for children who are not being accepted in their homes or maybe being abused or not treated properly to come, especially if I'm thinking like preteen and above, because then you can get into the legalities of them emancipating themselves and helping themselves and getting the help that they need to be citizens and take care of themselves without having to rely on their parents for much longer. So um, that is definitely a, one of my biggest, biggest goals. Um, group homes, youth facilities, um, even possibly like after school programming as well, even for children who, who have a decent home and just need somewhere to get away or a community where they can be accepted for who they are. So yes. Amen. Well, all the powers that be, we're going to put it out there that this plan go happen. Yeah. It's changing the world. That's what we're all about. Boom. Love that answer. Question number two. 
That's not where I live or what I like to eat or how I comb my hair. But ask me, what am I living for? In detail, what do I think is keeping me from living fully for the thing that I want to live for? Tell the quote, sorry, by Thomas Martin. And this is what the actual question is. What is your goal in life? What is it slowing you from achieving that goal? Okay, well, what what's my goal in life is to have enough level of success that I'm in a position to live comfortably and help other people um, at the same time. Um, and in order to do that, you have to maintain your lifestyle in order to help other people because you can't help people if you're not helping yourself. I think what what what's holding me back and what I had to be honest with myself coming into the new year is that I have to find my balance for self-care because in my well-doing of wanting to help everybody else, I, I neglect myself. And you can't be the best version of yourself if you're not taking care of yourself as fully as you should. And that is in all aspects. We're not even just talking about going to the doctor. We're talking about mental health, emotional well-being as well. And I think I've been neglecting my mental and emotional health without even noticing it, you know what I mean? Just being so like tunnel vision and focused on my career. So inevitably, the thing that I need that I'm not taking care of is the thing that could be holding me back. And so even when you ask me how many bookings I have, usually I'm the girl that's booked till March, you know what I mean? But I've realized that I have to slow down a little bit to move further. I need to take a couple of steps back so I can take 10 steps forward. Um, that That's really where I'm at, just really focusing on my emotional well-being and my mental health um, to make sure that this next level that I do want to get to, not only that I get there, but that I stay there and that by the time I get there, I don't lose my mind because I've been ignoring things that I should have been focusing on and dealing with um, for so long, trying to be superwoman. So, Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, come on, answer a little deep thoughts out. All right, now. So, my question number three is this. What is your deepest peak? For example, something you've never shared on social media before, but something that you're willing to share with us, of course. We don't want to, you know, cause a problem. Mm-hmm. What's, your deep, what's your deepest peak? Um, never shared now. I want some, I want some Never shared. Um, I was married. I don't think I've ever shared that publicly. I think I've told friends, but I've never said that. I've never heard that. Ooh. Yeah, I was married at 18 years old. I got a divorce around 22, 23. Wow. We went to the same similar story. I wasn't married. I was engaged to be married. I was a domestic partner. You might have said that's married. You know what's crazy, though? I think because it was a domestic domestic violence relationship. So I think maybe that's why subconsciously I probably don't mention it. But because I decided to come out on the the web series for the love of Boo, um, I decided to make this my year of transparency. So about three, four weeks ago, I performed at the bitter end. And it was a domestic violence awareness show. And that was my first time telling my story of domestic violence publicly. So this is, I guess, kind of been my year of truths. So yeah, me being married, I got married at 18 years old. Um, and the sidebar storyline is that the reason I don't have a regular, like, I guess, 
I don't want to say victim story because victim could be taken either way, but the reason I don't think I talked about my relationship as much is because I knew that he had a mental illness. Like, I could tell that the person I was dealing with wasn't just putting his hands on me, but there was something else. There was a disconnect somewhere else mentally, and then he was diagnosed with um, schizophrenia years later. So the person I was dealing with wasn't just, you know, abusive. It was mentally a chemical imbalance. And so um, it's interesting now that we're di- we're building so much awareness around so many different topics and mental health being one of them specifically in the community of color. Um, and so I think that's really why I guess I don't talk about being married, but I definitely, I was married at 18 years old.
let them know where to find you, Phoenix. You can find me on Instagram at yes, that's Phoenix, Y-E-S-T-H-A-T-S. Phoenix, P-H-O-E-N-I-X-X. Do not forget the second X is out of respect. My Twitter is Phoenix Rocks. My YouTube is Phoenix Rocks. My Facebook is Phoenix Rocks. I'm Phoenix Rocks everywhere but Instagram. Somebody hate it, but that's a whole nother story. Either way, check out my SoundCloud. That's Phoenix Rocks as well. I got a new song up there. Audio Mac, if you want Audio Mac, holla at me. I'm on all streaming platforms as well. I'm everywhere, y'all. For love and and table. Thank you, Troy, for having me. Thank you. All the tea, baby. I spilled it all here today. That's right, y'all. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Until next week, until next time, we'll the next interview, y'all. Keep it funky, y'all. We'll see you guys next week. You think it's a game, like? I'm young, but I wasn't born yesterday. Stay through the lies, I'm not surprised you think it's real sweet. real sweet. Till I pick up and don't pick up, I'm in these mean streets. Call it back to back, but not tonight, not having that. Doing me and that's a fact, I, I can, can show you how to act. Trying to stay intact, keep my cool, cause I'm not trying to black. Got these hoes comfortable, approaching me and talking smack. It's my fault, I admit it, why would I stay in it? Love myself way too much to settle for the basic. That's crazy. I'm a gem uh-huh. and the master of the pen. You testing me and stressing me just cause you know you can. Distracting me from what's important. What the hell you smoking? Uh-huh. Trying to laugh it off, but you know I'm really joking. Uh-huh. Shit, I'm barely coping. Trying to hold it together.